Hoffa Day, and welcome to another episode of Live Till 5. It's Friday, December 7th, 3.05 p.m. here on the live broadcast. Broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio. Glad to have you with us today. My name's Jared Baldwin. I'll be your host for the next two hours of live, local, talk and variety programming. Been with you 292 times before this, so this is episode 293. You can always download the podcast of this show on our website, khmg.org, khmg.org, where we have the podcast of this show and many other great programs we produce here at Harvest Family Radio. Glad to have you with us today. Maybe you're listening on 88.1 FM, in the car, driving around, heading to a sports event, uh, sitting in car line traffic. Picking up some groceries before you head home. Running and doing a little Christmas errand shopping. Trying to find that perfect shirt or blouse for the staff Christmas party. Whatever whatever you're trying to do right now. Glad to be part of your Friday afternoon. If you ever miss part of the show, not only can you download the podcast, but you can listen to the entire show, all two hours of it, on Saturdays from noon to 2 and Sunday nights from 7 to 9 p.m. Catch us on the rebound, Saturdays noon to 2, Sundays 7 to 9 p.m., because we know many people cannot listen to two straight hours of radio. Maybe you can, or maybe it's not a that you don't have the capacity to do it or the ability to do it or even the desire to do it. You just don't have the time. It's a busy time of year. We got you covered. Listen, Saturdays noon to 2, Sunday nights 7 to 9 p.m., we do that on purpose different times, different conveniences, and uh, or download the podcast and listen at your leisure. And do what I do. Listen at 1.5 speed. Then the show is only like an hour and 20 minutes long or whatever. Anyway, glad to have you with us on this Friday, December 7th, 3.07 p.m. here in the KHMG studios. In front of me, I have the list provided by none other than the friend to all, librarian slash registrar slash Really great guy and a regular contributor to the content of this show, Bob Shuck. He gives me this list here. And December is National Pear Month, P-E-A-R, National Stress-Free Family Holiday Month. You know what? If any one of my family is listening, we need to start celebrating this this holiday month right here, this observance. National Stress-Free Family Holiday Month. Can I get an amen from anyone? Maybe you're driving around right now. It's been a little busy, a little hectic little crazy, kind of losing sight of how much fun it's supposed to be with family and friends. Okay, do you stress? This show will help you lose some of your stress. I don't want to cause you any stress today. All right, here we go. National Tie Month. National Write a Business Plan Month. Oop, I feel the stress coming back on. Operation Santa Paws. That's the first through the 17th. Not sure what that is. Quince and Watermelon Month. Root Vegetables Month, Safe Toys and Celebration Month, Safe Toys and Gift Month, Spiritual Literacy Month, to name a few. December really doesn't have that many observances that are broad. They have some very specific ones, and of course, some of the biggest holidays of the year in December. But if you're thinking about starting a monthly observance, I would encourage you to look at December. Yeah, it has a few openings for you. Here we go. Human Rights Week starts this week, the 10th through the 17th. Christmas Bird Count Week is the 14th through the first week of January. And that's about it as far as observances. We just finished up National Older Driver Safety Awareness Month, National 
let's see here. Cookie Exchange Week is finishing up today. And then as far as uh, daily observances, today is Faux Fur Day, Civil Aviation Day, Cotton Candy Day, National Salesperson Day, and Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day. Tomorrow, the 8th, is um, Gingerbread Decorating Day. It is the Feast of Immaculate Conception for our Catholic friends. It's Bodhi Day for our Buddhist friends. International Shareware Day, National Chocolate Brownie Day, National Wreaths Across America, Pretend, Pretend to be a Time Traveler Day. I wish I could go back in time and change the way I said that. Pretend to be a Time Traveler Day is the 8th. Yeah, it's a thing. Look it up. The 9th, Cremation Day, International Anti-Corruption Day, National Pastry Day, World Corral Day, not like corral, like where horses are kept at the at the ranch and not like corral like as in golden where people go and overeat for very low prices in the states corral c h o r a l like small musical singing groups yeah world corral day candle lighting day is tomorrow or the 9th the 10th dewey decimal system day there might be a generation that is losing that that uh, skill of knowing the dewey decimal system Maybe we need to have Mr. Bob Shuck come up here and teach us the Dewey Decimal System again. Green Monday, Human Rights Day, International Animal Rights Day. Uh, let's see here. Jane Addams Day, National Day of Animal Rights. And Nobel Prize Day is the 10th. The 11th International Mountain Day, Kaleidoscope Day. You know, Kaleidoscope is one of those tubes you look into, and it's got little prisms and usually little, like, uh, transparent jewels of different colors and you spin the prism and it kind of makes a beautiful beautiful little refracted image. Really cool. National App Day, Noodle Ring Day, and UNICEF Birthday. The 12th, Bonza Bottler Day because it's 12-12 and a Bonza Bottler Day is a day where the month and the day are the same number. About six years ago, it would have been a bodacious Bonza Bottler Day. would have been one of the, the last one. 12-12 12. Gingerbread House Day, National 12-Hour Fresh Breath Day. Boy, we should celebrate that more often. National Cocoa Day. Uh, Let's see here. And uh, Poinsettia Day on the 12th. Do you say Poinsettia or Poinsettia? I say Poinsettia. Kind of like the, uh, what's the, what's that one group that sings Percy the Puny Poinsettia. It's the same guy that sang Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer. Who is it? Who is it, listeners? Percy the Puny Poinsettia. Anyway, I say Poinsettia, not Poinsettia. But it's spelled Poinsettia. Poinsettia. So I could be wrong. I'm from Missouri, though. We speak a very clear form of the Queen's English. So other others need to kind of line up with the way we say things. The 13th, Ice Cream and Violins Day. Don't know what that is. National Day of the Horse. Pick a Pathologist Pal Day. And the U.S. National Guard birthday is on the 13th. All those things being observed happening right around this time of year, which is a lot of fun and great. Now, I think what we're going to do is we're going to take a little break for Harvest Highlights. Chris puts a lot of time into this. Deborah goes out and interviews Student of the Week, which is the Students of the Week are many of our radio listeners favorite time of the day the student of the week interviews so stay tuned for that it'll be a short break then we'll be back 
And Lawrence Nangas is back from Off Island. We'll hear all about his trip. Well, about most of his trip. And we'll also talk a little this day in history. We'll have a quiz with Sebastian Basildua. And uh, what's in my coffee? Should be a lot of fun. So stick around. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. It's 3.13 p.m. here on Friday, December 7th. This is Live Till 5 on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio. We'll be back after Harvest Highlights in a short break. with a little more Live Till 5, episode 293 on this Friday, December 7th, 3.20 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. For those of you listening to the first few minutes of the show, I mentioned a song, Percy the Puny Poinsettia. Uh, That was by Elmo and Patsy, for all of you who are going to go out and download that song from iTunes. Probably 99 cents. I don't know if I can say it's 99 cents well spent. Maybe if you download the whole album... I don't know. I'll have to look it up and see. It's entertaining the first time you hear it. I don't know if you can listen to it throughout the whole season or not. Matter of fact, compared to Alvin and the Chipmunks, it makes Alvin and the Chipmunks sound like Handel's Messiah. But anyway, um, I was looking up here. I had a, a recent search. Where I was trying to, because it's Gingerbread House Month, I wanted to look up a good recipe for gingerbread men for the, those of you listening at home that are staying in the kitchen and you just happen to be surrounded by ingredients. You're like, what shall I make this, this day? Well, uh, let me, let me encourage you to make some gingerbread, but you notice how different the United Kingdom's language is. I was kind of halfway tongue in cheek. I guess there's no halfway tongue in cheek. I was tongue in cheek, um, talking about how my Midwest accent, is the purest form of the Queen's English, but obviously people across the pond might disagree. I was looking at a recipe for the making of gingerbread people, men and women, and here's the ingredients. You can see how you must uh, maybe use some kind of conversion table on this. 350 grams of plain flour, one teaspoon of bicarbonate of soda, two teaspoons of ground ginger, One teaspoon of ground cinnamon, 125 grams of butter, 175 grams of soft brown sugar, light soft brown sugar, one free-range egg, and four tablespoons of golden syrup. So if if you weren't familiar with what some of those things were, you might be a little confused and not be able to make your gingerbread people. Um, And then especially when you have to uh, heat your oven to 180 degrees Celsius um, or... If it's a fan oven, but 160 degrees Celsius, if it is a gas uh, oven. So there you go. Anyway, it all results in the same ginger people, gingerbread men and women. I'm sure it's very tasty. If you do make gingerbread people this season, we'd love to have you send us a picture through our Facebook page. Send it as a private message on Harvest Family Radio Guam. 
and uh, we'll try to publish that in relationship to Live Till 5. So we'll put Live Till 5 on there, and then millions of people will know why it's out there, and then, of course, we'll have a picture of your gingerbread people and your caption, if it's appropriate to what we're talking about. Let's talk about one more thing related to the holidays uh, before we continue on. Now, as a nonprofit Christian radio station, we don't sell things. We don't uh, promote sales of other things. We try to just inform and edify, educate. Uh, this show is also intended to entertain somewhat. We hope to put a smile on your face and get you thinking about things and make you aware of things that are happening in the community. Like we really talked a lot about the Festival of Lights last week. Tonight, there is a great concert here at Harvest Christian Academy, 7 p.m. It's free. Christmas concert. I heard some of the music. I walked by the auditorium. A little side note here. I walked by the auditorium. I thought someone was listening to the Piano Guys arrangement of uh, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. But it was actually two of our high school students playing cello and piano together. It was beautiful. And I believe they were practicing for tonight's concert. So I'd encourage you to come 7 p.m. at Harvest Christian Academy. We're not selling anything. So there you go. One of our friends, uh, corporately, you know, there's a group of people involved with this, but one of our friends has always been Faith Bookstore. Uh, I.N. and Barb over there uh, do a great job of providing some valuable resources to people here on Guam, Christian families, ministries, uh, anyone that wants to come in, and they've got all kinds of things. And they've got sales and things like that, but we really can't promote the sales on, on the air. But I asked them to write up what's their purpose. Like, why do they do what they do? Uh, for some of you that aren't familiar with with the industry, and, and I just know a little bit about it, but it is a labor of love to have a Christian resource business. Because first off, it's a ministry more than it's a business. If you were going to try and make a lot of money, you probably wouldn't go into the Christian bookstore business. Um, and that can be evidenced probably by the the number of Christian bookstores that are actually out there. You know, it's obviously not as profitable as some things that you see on every corner. So you have a limited uh, uh, number of other businesses out there that are in the same industry. But And then it's ministry-oriented because you have to think about every single thing that you are putting in the hands of people. Is this going to help them? Is this going to be good for them? Is it going to help them grow? Is it going to be uh, something that's going to encourage them? And I appreciated that uh, the folks over there at Faith Bookstore did a little write-up for me, and I told them I would read it on the air, and really, it's just about why they do what they do. Not not trying to promote uh, a sale of a specific thing. I can always encourage you to go by there and visit them. They're, they're just great. And they're right down there at the corner of Marine Corps Drive and Route 8, at the bottom of the hill, as you're coming down Route 8, you get to Marine Corps Drive right before you hit the T where you have to turn right or left on Marine Corps Drive. Look to the right. You'll see Faith Bookstore on the right-hand side there. But here you go. All of us, this is from uh, Faith Bookstore. All of us on the board of directors and staff are all well aware that Faith Bookstore is not a business but a ministry to the body of believers on island as well as the community at large. It is a place where good friends meet, and we see that, see that over and over. Our focus is on our motto, life is about relationships. We encourage those relationships by carrying doctrinally sound materials, both Bibles and books. And let me just take a little sidestep here. Not all 
places that call themselves Christian bookstores uh, take a theological position like that. Many of them, they just sell whatever is the most popular, the most current, and um, there's a lot of stuff out there that really is not doctrinally or theologically accurate, and so it wouldn't be helpful at all. Faith Bookstore tries to filter through some of that, even to their own hurt. Here we go, back to their note. We have a large Bible section of various versions, translations of Scripture, as well as Bible covers, tabs, resources, materials for study of the Word of God. Our store is divided into sections where we focus on family. The children's section has its own collection of Bibles for children through the teen years. One of our most popular is the Action Bible, where one could get lost in the progression of story through illustrations and be brought through several books of the Bible in one sitting. And I've seen a number of kids and teens carrying those around. Of great popularity in serving the community is our music section. Several publishers for instruction books for piano, guitar, ukulele, violin, as well as a collection of sheet music, CDs, and DVDs. You'll spot the section right away from the old 78 RPM records displayed above. Faith is also a popular gift store that we feature unique inspirational gift items and gift wrapping service. Our selection of God-honoring greeting cards are ever popular, and we are known by many as, quote-unquote, the only place on island to purchase cards, uh, individual cards as well as box cards for all occasions. I believe all our Harvest uh, Christmas cards to our staff and faculty this year from there. Back to the letter. There is a wedding section with a hard-to-find cake toppers and uh, for anniversary gifts. Our entire back wall is filled with one-of-a-kind gifts for family, coworkers, and friends. The stationery section contains calendars and planners for 2019, as well as journals, perpetual calendars, adult coloring books, high-quality pens and pencils. They have a nice selection of bookmarks. They're very proud of their Guam section with an array of books for children through adults as well as nautical maps, locally made crafts, jewelry, and oils. And I do, um, you'll see some maps here at Harvest. They're like a blue map. They're very uh, professional looking, and I believe all of those came from Faith Bookstore. Seasonal items fill our mind and time as we work round the clock to feature special occasions and holidays. Continuing the tour around the store, they take you to the Witnessing T-shirts, where the manufacturer's motto is, change your shirt, change the world. Many styles for men and women, as well as bags, etc., with styles and colors and all that. And before you leave the store, they want to highlight the books. Yes, the bookstore carries books. Books for Christian living, marriage, parenting, finances, teen years, just for men, just for women— and all by contemporary and classic authors. Books and more books. Bible study books, books on prayer, inspirational gift books. Section of books on clearance and even a section of used books. Bargain and recycled books, all divided into subsections for children, adult, fiction, nonfiction, separate section for used homeschool material. If we don't have what you're looking for, they'll do their best to special order it. And this is from the board and staff at Faith Bookstore. As a board and staff, we are all well aware that we have inherited the fruit of the labors of those before us. The bookstore began as a reading room for the military in a small church just across from Aganya Bay. Through the years and several generations, Faith Bookstore has become a household word, a trusted business on Guam through its many locations, as Faith has never owned its own building. We thank our loyal customers who have followed us and found us wherever the Lord has put a roof over our books and gifts. And that's from our friends down at Faith Bookstore, and I'd encourage you to stop by there. If nothing else, just to see what's going on and meet the nice folks there. I can remember when I first moved to Guam, 2002, one of my coworkers, Doug Gallo, who worked here at Harvest Christian Academy, said, Hey, you know you can rent VHS tapes at Faith Bookstore. 
And back then, I think it was in Aganya at the Aganya Shopping Center, right before the typhoon did some serious damage. And then they moved up to the Compadres Mall for a while. And um, you could go and you could check out Christian movies. And we would uh, get Christian movies for when friends would come over or for our children. And that was basically the Christian video store, as well as all their books and everything else. And and um, their mission hasn't changed over all these years. They still basically are doing what they've always done, trying to put good resources in the hands of people here on Guam. And whether you're a, a frequent reader or whether you're a teacher or maybe you're, you're just a, a, a person that just likes to, you know, find something good to, to put on the coffee table, maybe you're looking for a gift or something, I'd encourage you to stop by and just see what they have. It, it is really a blessing to have a Christian bookstore on Guam. If it wasn't here, it would be a great loss. And so uh, we appreciate those folks down there and always want to encourage them. And uh, they've been good friends uh, to us here at Harvest and uh, Harvest Ministries and personal friends to me. So if you need someone to vouch for it, I just did. There you go. Now I want to take a short break. When I come back, all the usual suspects are here today. Sebastian, Lawrence, Chris, myself, and some tasty treats from the hub. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. This is episode 293 on this Friday, December 7th, 3.33 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. Right back after this short break. Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. Episode 293 on this Friday, December 7th, 3.38 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. If you ever miss part of the show, download the podcast through khmg.org or listen to the rebroadcast Saturday from noon to 2, Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m. Every Friday afternoon, 3 to 5 p.m., we do this program live. We broadcast locally right here out of our studio at KHMG. You can always stop by the studio. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Well, maybe not. How about just during business hours? 8.13 in the morning till about 3.47 in the afternoon. You could stop by. Someone will be here. Or if a typhoon and give you is tour. happening. Or during a typhoon, maybe 24 hours. will be day. here. Yeah, just yeah. brave the, the Even if rain. it's not a typhoon. Even if it's just <laughs> the threat of a typhoon, uh, you end up being here. And yeah. you might get to see Chris's whole family up here as well. Right. Because, you know, that's that's why we have the break room and stuff. So, yeah, well, you know what? We got everyone back. It's it's like having a family reunion, having Lawrence back. Um, it's it's It, it just reminds you of the holidays. I will tell you this, though. If you weren't curled up next to the fire sleeping... This song will put you there. Oh yeah, this uh, is because I'm there right yeah. now. I'm, I'm it started awake. out as the Wassel song, and then it goes to Old Lang Syne at the end yeah. there. Yeah. Very yeah. because we have a fire right in our place. Yeah, we, I'm uh, sweating like there's one. I'm imagining one. <laughs> oh. The heat coming off the equipment underneath. I'm just that. saying this is this is like put you to sleep music. We got you going know, on it, here. Uh, I read about earlier. I think I already put it away. Let me see here. This is. Um, there's the de-stressing day is this week. Let me see if I can find it here. It was the... What is it? And this song will be played all day. Yes. Where did that go? 
It's like the the uh, No Stress Month or something like that. <laughs> oh yeah, National Stress Free Family Holiday Month. Yeah. Sounds I'm just good. trying to help celebrate. I, I don't know if that's I don't know if that's ever happening with December. Uh, I would say yeah. it's probably for many families the most stressful month probably. between travel and purchases. Right. I just don't want this this show this two hours <laughs> of of of. You know, I, I just want this to take away from the stress at sure. least. I didn't I never want to add to the stress. Never. It's already so stressful. It's stressful to do the show. It can be, yeah. Yeah. You think of the millions of people that are hanging on every word you say. Yeah. I mean the pressure That's is weight, on. It's tons of weight. Oh boy. Speaking of tons of weight, I've had two donuts today, <laughs> two donut holes. Yeah. I you know what's Your tricky regular about old donuts? Scott Calvin. Oh boy. <laughs> You know, what's tricky about donuts is when they cut them in half, you end up eating four or five. Yep. But if it was a whole donut, I probably would have only ate one. Because you'd count that as one and walk away and not have yeah. any reason to go uh, Maybe back. one and i bite off of another one and put it back in the box and leave it for someone else. But usually, really close to one. But when they cut them up, there's just so much variety. Yeah, I said no to myself when they, there was the apple fritters there, and then mm. they were gone when I came back. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, mistake. There was apple and blueberry. I there. should have grabbed one right away. Yep, and then we had some old fashions in there. Too. I had one of those. I had half of one of those. Mm-hmm. That See was what good. I mean? That's that, that good. is good. It's like a cake donut been deep fried. Mm-hmm. Basically, very exactly tasty. What that is a deep very fried tasty. cake. Yep, and uh, that was we got those this morning because it was Pastor Gary Walton's 100th day as the pastor here at Harvest Baptist Church. We thought we'd celebrate by buying donuts, but. We buy donuts for even the smallest of occasions. So. Yeah, that was actually a larger reason to buy donuts. Yeah, it really was. Most well, that's why I wrote well, the poem. We, I woke up this morning, so I yep. think we should get donuts for everyone. Yep. Um, I I wrote him a poem this morning, and since since you asked me to say it, Lawrence, I'll yeah, go and share I saw it, with it posted there behind the donut box. Yes, it said um, something like, "Christmas trees are green, and these donuts are greasy." Uh, seeing you do. Uh, a 100 days on the job, and you make it look quite e- easy. But no. I didn't use easy. No, you said you make it look easy. Very simple. Or yeah, really like not that, that hard or uh, something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. So it, was went, a, it was an asymmetrical poem. You went with a non-rhyming at the exactly. end. Exactly. Okay. Which is much harder to do. <laughs> because, I mean, is I was it? just reciting it to you, and I kind of went straight to the rhyming word. It sounds word. just like two sentences instead of a poem. It was a poem. <laughs> it is officially. It's like the roses are red, you know, iambic pentameter. Hmm. Just like that, all our, all our educators just yeah. are like. Triggered. I even what? I even saw I even saw that you had had printed the green out at, in green. That was really really crafty. Thank Touch you for the detail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was I was pandering to our non color blind customers. Sure, sure. I yep. appreciate which okay. I am one of them. Yeah, so, yeah. Thank See, you. You noticed it. Mm-hmm. So and uh, it really, as long as the boss noted it, noticed it. That's all I care about. That really is. It was brownie points <laughs> being Christmas poured out upon time, the entire people? office. No, no, we were just uh, trying to have we a just being picked fun up way to floor. celebrate. And then we had some cake this afternoon because it was Chris. It was Chris. Yeah, we were really close. Cliff, I've had too much sugar today. It was. It's Cliff's. Cliff I'm hoping. Up that, I'm hoping they bring up some chocolate muffins because I could just oh, down one of those. Cliff right Pollins. Now, I'm thinking. Uh, he's in his mid forties. I'm not going to say how old he is, but he's in his mid forties. He's slightly older than me, and I'm 46. Yep. All right. That was fair. <laughs> so <laughs> that was fair. But we wanted to wish him a happy birthday, so we got him some some tasty treats to help him get his 47th year started yep. off. Right. Out on, of the bag on now. His, on his no carb day. Oh boy. Yeah. And he I got saw him a cake. Yes. He was <laughs> eating broccoli and beef yes. until until we uh, brought until in the cake this and delicious pies. 
Aloha cake, basically. Oh, I don't yeah. know what you'd call Gourmet it. Gourmet Guam. It was the um, Tropical Delight yeah. cake. Yeah, it has and it's pineapple, pineapple chunks. Yep. It's super moist yellow cake. Yes. Chris, did you have And coconut, cake? real yes. toasted coconut. Yep. I think everyone almond. but me had this cake. Well, there was well, a, there, you weren't there. There was a uh, cornucopia of desserts down yes. in the conference room. So, Sebastian, all it was, there was, there was like four pies and a cake. And what I came to realize is... This is what Sebastian's life is like every day. Yeah. <laughs> so, he opens up his fridge to four pies like, and a cake every day. Yeah. Let me go to the cake fridge. Yeah. How about the pie fridge? It's mm. like some have what a, shall a I kimchi eat fridge. Today? Yes, that's right. He just has a, has a right. cake fridge. The sweets and the really sweets fridge. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, for our listening audience, uh, besides just um, chatting the whole time about yeah. our lives. Very uh, aimless chatting. We also uh, have a little quiz time that we do with Sebastian. Every week. And I don't really have uh, his normal song, so we're going to play this song as his quiz song. Perfect. Great. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe you chose this song. (laughs) Christmas traditions around the world. And one of them is to listen to this song. It's the Italian Christmas donkey. That's that it perfectly fits. And my wife's family listens to this. Which yeah. was so funny when that came up last yes, year. That's exactly. I right. know. I don't mind it. It's just I don't like having it stuck in my head for six months. Oh boy. So wow. well, the, por- the Porky Pig Blue Christmas <laughs> does that to you as well. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. All right. Well, this is where I'm going to ask you guys some questions about traditions around the world. Mm. So uh, multiple choice, except for the last one, but we'll get there. So all right. All right. We'll start with Jared, and then go to Lawrence and Chris. In which country does tradition? find people visiting cemeteries on Christmas Eve? France, Russia, Finland, or Iceland? Which country visits cemeteries on Christmas Eve? On Christmas Eve. France, Russia, Finland, or Iceland? Oh, boy. Wow. Who goes first? You. You do. (laughs) The winner always goes first. Finland or Iceland? Hmm, hmm, hmm. You gotta be careful the way you answer this, because if you you say it like you know, then yeah. it almost sounds like you're you're making a, a comment about their culture. So just say I don't know. But there this is country. It, there is a right answer though. <laughs> there is, and those people are messed up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you just offended all our listeners. I'm sorry. Be careful how I say Moldovan. this. They're all messed uh, up. No, uh, I'm trying to think of the smallest possible country to San Marino. Um, uh, Aldovia, that's in that uh, new Faroe Netflix Islands, Christmas movie. Liechtenstein. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would say Iceland. Ice, Icelandic nations visit the cemeteries in a beautiful ceremony. I'm going to say Finland. Finnyland. Can you give me the choices again? France, Russia, Finland, or Iceland? Frifi, for short. Okay. So it's got to be Iceland or Finland, I think. Yeah, I think uh, so. I. They're just there's something about those uh, sort of cold climate uh, people. So it's one of but those. Russia's predominantly cold. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's true. But yeah, but that's true. It seems something um, like go, a Viking would I'm gonna do. I'm going to go Finland. Yeah. Good job, guys. It is Finland. Yep. Sorry, Jared. Heavy Jula. That's how they say it. In <laughs> Many people visit cemeteries and Merry light Christmas. candles on the graves in their memory. Other traditions have involved leaving food on the table for their deceased loved ones. Oh, it's for deceased loved ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next question. What would you likely do with this caterpillar? With a caterpillar. And it's a specific caterpillar, but I'm not going to say which one it is because it's not re- relevant. Uh, what would you do with this caterpillar <laughs> in South Africa at Christmas time? 
Put it in a jar and wait for it to become a butterfly. Decorate your tree with it. What? Eat it or leave it for the reindeer. Oh, my goodness. Hmm. A caterpillar. I don't buy any. I would put it in a jar and wait for it to become a butterfly. Final answer. That seems to be, yeah. That sounds like America. That makes sense, but that isn't. I know, and his answers don't usually make sense. sense. Right. Usually it throws us off. With the other answers, that makes too much sense. I'm sure. gonna I'm gonna go with whatever he was involved in a reindeer situation. Reindeer eats it. Yes. Yeah. See the thing. I'm I was putting. Thinking about that. I'm putting. That what are the there. other two though? So you put it in a jar to decorate it. Deck your decorate your tree with it. You eat it or you leave it for is the it, reindeer. You didn't. You didn't say what kind it is though. So is um, it alive? It's a, it's a. It's one of those king moths, but it's okay. previous to becoming a king moth. But I mean, it's that's so the caterpillar. How could you decorate <laughs> your tree with it? When it just crawls. I'm kind of thinking the, you could eat it, but I'm gonna stick with the, I'm gonna stick with the reindeer. I think that's fun. Um, eat it sounds crazy, so that's why I'm gonna say it. Eat there it. There you go. Good job, Chris. It's eat it. What? <laughs> I, <laughs> I knew said it. more like decorate your teeth with it. They are oh, usually fried oh, in oil and a garlic and oh, are eaten okay. while in season, which I happens think, to fall. I think at I Christmas probably time. should have gone with that. Oh, um, boy, but it's a it's wild okay. answer. So, so they they would eat them normally. It just happens. It's to be that it falls during Christmas time that they would eat these guys. A king moth caterpillar. King moth caterpillar. It was something like that, yes. Fried and yep. spiced. Yes. So you could get an ugly Christmas sweater or blouse decorated with king moth caterpillars, and it would be relevant in South Africa. You could, yeah, you could eat them afterwards. Yeah, Christmas, mm-hmm. uh, a Christmas blouse. No, I'm just saying pictures yeah. of it. Oh, pictures. A Christmas oh, blouse. That has crawling caterpillars all over it. Yeah. You guys didn't like it left my joke. I said more like decorate your teeth because I said decorate no, we, your we, tree. Yes, I saw. I, decorate I your teeth. We laughed yes, with it. I heard. Uh, okay. Oh. Next question. In North America, a traditional Christmas dinner consists of turkey or ham. What meat is usually served for Christmas in Kenya? Mm. Beef, goat, lamb, or chicken? Goat. <laughs> lamb. It's chicken is too conventional and beef is too conventional. It's got to be either lamb or goat, and I'm going with goat because it's the wilder answer. Woo! It is goat. Yes, yeah. I should have gone with that Jared too. But. and Chris. I was just trying to think. Uh, goats seem like they would be more resilient to most most Kenyan climates that I'm sure, thinking. Yeah. Of. Well, they're probably yeah. yeah, they're probably what lives there and sheep don't. Yeah, but not whatever. Man, not many right. families can afford to spend money on gifts, so going to church and gathering with family. What matters is what matters, and the traditional meal is roasted goat, which mm. should be finished in one meal. So, I don't know. Why. Okay, the whole yeah. goat. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Wow. Shared South Africa people. has it easier. They just have to finish one caterpillar. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. All right. Question number four: Which British monarch is considered responsible for popularizing the Christmas tree throughout its empire? Queen Victoria, Queen Elizabeth the first. King George the Third or King Henry the Eighth? Which one is considered responsible for popularizing the Christmas tree? Well, it's Queen Victoria's husband, actually. But I'll say Queen Victoria. Yeah, that's who I think so, too. Yep. And her husband's name was Albert. There you go. Prince Albert. He was the guy. So who? Victoria. Victoria. We all said the same. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
The Christmas tree, as we know it, began in the 15th or 16th century Germany and was first lit with candles in the 18th century. Queen Victoria was raised by a German mother and her husband was German. Yep. She reportedly had a Christmas tree in every room mm-hmm. when growing up. That's what I knew. Yeah. yeah. Covered in moths. <laughs> yes. Is that right? No. Oh. All right. Well, no, final question here. Up. I was just looking for a rise. But he's oh. so focused on his quiz, he didn't get it. Yeah. You didn't right. say it's okay. Better. Final question. Can this one be worth two points? Uh, how about one and a half? Well, then Chris is going <laughs> to win no matter what. Okay, two points. Well, this will all be two points. We could plus tie. Two, if Chris face. gets it wrong, uh, I get it or right. Or how about a tie. plus one and a smiley face? The British Monarchs okay. one was <laughs> yeah. it. How about a pat on the head and a noogie, <laughs> noogie, noogie? Okay, all right. All great. right, here we go. And this one isn't multiple choice. You just have to give me the answer. Right? Red Ooh. and green are the two c- colors most associated with Christmas. Which are the two other colors that are so extremely popular in this season? Silver two others? Gold. There's two other g- colors. Oh, so what are the first two, red and green? Red and green. Red and yellow. Okay. Red and yellow? No, red and green. <laughs> red and green? Okay. So the other two colors. Associated with this. Lawrence said silver and gold. Silver and gold. Burl Lives. Yeah, there you go. That's a good, good song. Mm. So silver and gold then? Is that uh, what you're right. is well? That, if I answer the same as answer? you, well, I don't know. I, I I don't. I actually don't know if I'm going to answer that. Um, hmm, hmm. I would say I'm going to break rank and say silver and blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you saying? Are you saying silver and gold? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. I, I usually see like a lot of blue lights, and then white is all mm. over mm-hmm. at Christmas. Yep. So I'm going to say blue and white. All right. Perhaps. Okay. I have here. Although so, white's not a color. Silver and gold. Silver and gold. Oh, and that man. earns Lawrence two points. That was too easy. There's you a know song what? named Lawrence after that. Has, Lawrence totals are Jared one, Chris Three Lawrence, three and a smiley face. Oh, so wow. he Fantastic. might just inch ahead there. You know what? He's had a long week. A smiley face. He could use a smiley face. Exactly. And a today. chocolate muffin. And a chocolate muffin. If anyone's listening downstairs. Oh man. Okay, so we have about uh, four minutes before the top of the hour here. Let me ask you guys, what in the world does this song mean? I saw three ships come sailing in on Christmas Day. On Christmas Day. I saw three ships come sailing in on Christmas Day in the morning. And what was in those ships, all three, on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day? And I'm just going to read the first line. How about that? Our Savior Christ and his lady. And where they sailed, those ships, all three? All they sailed to Bethlehem. And all the bells on earth shall ring. And all the angels in heaven shall sing. And all the souls on earth shall sing. And let us all rejoice again on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day in the morning. Those are all the different nine yeah. verses of on Christmas Day. I saw three ships. Yeah. What do you think it's talking about? Well, I've heard some theories. I think I've heard them on this show for one place. Yeah, I think we did maybe two as, years as ago. The, the, uh, the, the three Wise kings man. from the east coming in on their camels, I think was one of the theories. And, yeah, somehow it's the three kings from Orient are. But then it's like our, Christ, sa- our Savior Christ and his lady. Yeah, I don't get that part of it. Yeah, that that part. So then it blows away that theory. So yeah, did, maybe they eliminate they some of those theory? verses so that it sounds more like that. I don't that, know. You know, usually it's like a, the Vienna Boys Choir singing this anyway, and you can't understand the words, and so it just yes. is a beautiful tune. Yeah. 
Lawrence, do you have any theories, fan theory, on no, what it means? That's the only thing I've really ever heard is that it's the three wise men coming for a visit. Sebastian, have yeah, you ever heard this well, song I've heard before? That it, instead of like not actual boats out in the sea, but they when they look out and see ships, it would actually be like camels walking. Yeah. They would, yeah. So I, Same I'm, I'm with. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to give you what this website, and because I found it on the internet, it has to be true. Uh, says about it. Yeah. The tune of this carol is a traditional English folk song, and the words of this carol, which there are several versions, were written by wandering minstrels as they traveled through the country. In the original version of the carol, the three ships were the ones taking the supposed skulls of the wise men to Cologne Cathedral in Germany. However, since the Middle Ages, when it was first written, there have been many different lyrics with different Bible characters being on the ships. The most common lyrics used today are about Mary and Jesus traveling to Bethlehem. That's what this website says. But the three wise men, because it's three ships, you know. I think people are trying to find meaning in something that but there's might also, not be very meaningful. There, there was ne- not necessarily three, only three wise men. No, of course um, not. It's, it's That's correct. That there was only three gifts. Nor yes. were they there at the nativity. No, yeah. It correct. Was, he was probably more like two years old, potentially. Because yeah. it would have probably taken that long. A lot of... Well, and you lose meaning through history. So these guys may have had a really solid meaning for this thing, but it's been lost somehow. Yep. It's been lost. Well, and, you know, the moral of the story, the lesson for the children <laughs> listening right now is don't get your theology from popular songs. Right. Just, you know, just don't do that. Just go straight to the Bible. That's right. Go to the Bible. You know, ask your parents. Or popular movies, because a lot of kids like to base their stuff. That's true. That's true. And there's really, uh, it's it's a pretty tune, especially when like a Vienna Boys Choir sings it. But it's not really a theologically helpful song in any possible way at all. You make me feel bad about playing it on the radio station. No, no, don't feel bad. I guess you don't pull feel it. Bad. Yep. No, don't don't pull it. it. Execute it. Don't pull it. Here's another great I'll Christmas song. It. Silver and gold. For oh, there you lives. go. How about a go. little sleigh ride? Here we go. So we're gonna take a short break for the news. When we come back, what's in my coffee? This day in history, a bunch of worthless information about Christmas trivia, and some fun conversation. You're listening to Live Till Five here on KHMG 88.1 FM Harvest Family Radio. Barragata Guam. Stick around for SRN News and the second hour of Live Till 5. And we're back with a little more Live Till 5. It's Friday. December 7th, 4.04 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. Broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio. This is Live Till 5, episode 293. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. In studio, from my left to my right, I have Lawrence, Chris, and Sebastian. And we want to talk about this day in history. December 7th has a number of significant things that have happened in history. And uh, Lawrence has been off-island, really on a sabbatical, preparing for this reappearance on the show. He's spent the last couple weeks just getting ready for this moment where he's been anticipating that we're going to hand it off to him, and he's just going to... Basically, this is this is his moment to shine. After a couple weeks of prep, just to pull it all together and make it the best one ever. Lawrence, yeah, Lawrence the that, it's, it's listening audience... Kind. 
I, I might have had people that didn't even tune in the last couple of weeks. Um, I, I um, because been, you weren't here. It's been I, every day since he was gone that. that he's been working on this segment. Yes, all day because yeah. he didn't have anything else to do. Yeah, he was just I really, sitting around. I really appreciate these standing um, around. These buildups. Uh, it really <laughs> helps me out. My confidence. We found uh, through survey surveys uh, of our listening audience that the buildup. Is what most people are actually listening for, not the actual ah, segment that makes itself. More, that makes me actually now feel scientific better. listener yep, surveys. It's the buildups followed by bumper music. So now uh, that that part is over, it's it's really the final know. score in Sebastian's quiz followed by the segments themselves. Perfect. This is that's fantastic. Yep, and then oh, and uh, fifth was actually the um, the sound of us eating the treats from the hub. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. So, what happened on December 7th, this day in history, Lawrence? Um, well, lots of things. Uh, James Madison was elected um, as fourth president. Uh, 1804, naturalist Alexander von Humboldt reports his discovery of the decrease in intensity of Earth's magnetic field from the poles to the equator as a memoir to the Paris Institute. So, think on that for a second. Uh, those of you out there that Can you are, say that again? Our compass buffs. I was halfway... Uh, when the, you uh, said... The Paris Institute, I started listening. Well, that was the last two <laughs> words of that entire thing, okay. but okay. Uh, in 1804, naturalist Alexander von Humboldt reports his discovery of the decrease in intensity of Earth's magnetic field from the poles to the equator. Oh, okay. the Paris Institute. Yeah. So, uh, a neat little discovery there. You get a stronger there. signal when you get closer to the poles. Makes sense. Yeah, To okay. the magnetic right. poles, yes, which are yeah. off-center of the right. true north. So, right. So, the closer you get to the poles the less accurate a compass is. Uh-huh. But mm-hmm. for those of us that are down here near the Tropic of Capricorn and Tropic of Cancer, yeah. so midway between the equator and poles, they're fairly accurate. Yeah, it's generally north. It's generally south. Yeah, yeah. gotcha. You, you know what I'm saying. So um, anyways, that, that, that was Von a big Humboldt. deal in 1804. Von Humboldt. 1877, Thomas Edison demonstrates his, par- uh, his phonograph or gramophone to the editors of Scientific American. So a big... Big invention there for Thomas Edison. And uh, then in 1909, inventor Leo Beekland patents the first thermosetting plastic. Uh, a Bakelite. Bakelite, yes. Bakelite. I talked about Sparking this the a few months ago. Sparking the birth of the plastics ago. industry. Yes. Hmm. Yep. And, and honestly, today, uh, you can look around the room and in probably less than five seconds find a plastic item yep. somewhere. I have some Bakelite in my office. It's on the um, some of the old classic fishing reels that I have up on my uh, oh, shelves. Yeah, 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 Those yeah. the plastic on there is bake light. Yep. Okay. Is it, I, I wonder if they'd even work. Would those be so brittle that they would crumble if you I, put a you weight know, of a fish on them? The 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 guts of the uh, for lack of a better term that the the um, nomenclature of it is all metal. Everything inside yeah. the bake light is just kind of the case. So even though the plastic might break, I think it, it, they still function. And I heard that uh, your wife thought they were all pencil sharpeners. Oh, really? oh no, I Brienne. It was Brienne thought they were all pencil sharpeners. They were stuck in my office during the uh, code red drill the other day, and they looked up at the shelf, and Brienne said to Ray's, "Why does Pastor Jared have all those pencil sharpeners up there?" But they're actually classic fishing reels. But I could see how they are metal and they kind of look like pencil sharpener. Whoa! That's okay, true. our drinks just arrived. You keep you I know, keep we got uh, giving us here. knowledge. Well, here. the next thing we were going to talk about was, in fact, in 1941, um, this day in history, um, the islands of Hawaii. Well, I guess I should, the island of Oahu, 
in Hawaii was um, attacked by Japan. But uh, interestingly enough, it's not really this day in history simply because the dateline. That's yeah. true. Uh, yep. Guam was attacked at that same time, but it was Guam's December 8th. And yeah. then the Philippines and one of, there's four places, and now I'm, I'm, I'm slipping on the fourth place that was attacked at that exact time. Midway, maybe? Maybe Midway. Um, man, I know it's Philippines, Guam, and Hawaii, and it may be Midway. But uh, anyways, those four places were all attacked simultaneously by Japan and, um, and really could have been sort of the end of the Pacific Warfront for at least a while for America had the uh, three aircraft carriers been located where they were supposed to be. Uh, I don't know if it was a lack of Japanese intel or if providentially the Lord moved them and they were actually supposed to still be in Hawaii, but they were out to sea. And had they been in port uh, in Pearl Harbor when Japan attacked, um, it would have pretty much stopped any sort of uh, American movement in the Pacific, at least for a while. Uh, They'd have probably had to move some ships down and around into the Pacific from the Atlantic side. Uh, But if you think about any sort of retaliation the Americans had, even uh, when they went to Japan and dropped bombs initially, not the atomic ones, but... Uh, those those planes uh, flew off of islands, but the initial ones uh, by Doolittle, when he went and attacked, lighted the, um, took off all the important parts of any bomber, replaced the guns, replaced everything, and basically uh, put enough gasoline for one-way trip and the bombs. That all happened off of aircraft carriers. So that, the Battle of Midway, aircraft carriers, uh, so you, you, um, you would have set, they would have set America back a whole lot more um, had those aircraft carriers been located in the yep. in the base, but they weren't, uh, and, and uh, which allowed America to put a lot more pressure. I guess I would say uh, earlier on. I heard that the Pearl Harbor Memorial in Oahu is temporarily closed. Um, mm. That's what I had heard recently that they have it closed uh, because the. USS Arizona Memorial is actually what it was the, at Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor's a base. Mm-hmm. The Arizona right. Memorial there um, leaks oil it does. perpetually. I was just there last year. Yeah, they say it's like it's almost like the shipwreck is crying, right? So, um, But I believe they had to close the exhibit for a while. They were working on it. I don't know. Maybe some of our listeners know and they can text me. But um, I had heard that they were closed for a while. Yeah, I was there last February and went out to the memorial, the white bridge yep. uh, type thing in there. Um, yeah, there's oil all over the place and, uh, and different coming up in different spots. But um, a very sobering thing. It, it is hard to reimagine um, to an extent what that was really like uh, 70 years ago now almost. Um, but for the most part, you get enough of an idea um, being in that area because that was the first time I'd ever been out of the airport in Hawaii, and yep. so I did a lot of a number of things yeah. like that. Um, but anyways, we we can go down to a uh, you know always hopefully a, a a happy a happy or or a less sad note um, at the end of our at the end of our time. Here. We've been we've been waiting for that note <laughs> for weeks on <laughs> weeks. <laughs> That note has not the, been, the, the ha, has not been played. Is, um, Depressinghistory.com? I mean, it really is. It really is. Um, 
the, the make Cristiano me, Ronaldo there. make me sad dot com. Yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo wins his fifth FIFA Ballador Ballador to equal yeah. Lionel Messi's record. Oh, they've each that won happened, five. That happened uh, a year ago. The other day, uh-huh. Luka Modric won it. Luka, oh, my From Croatia. My wife actually gave information about the uh, USS Arizona Memorial okay. being closed down. It's been suspended for several months due to movement of the loading dock and corresponding movement of the loading ramp to the memorial, which poses a safety concern for our visitors. While repairs are made, the USS Arizona re- Memorial will remain closed. Repairs are expected to be completed by March 2019. So, oh, wow. You heard it. So don't go to Hawaii and expect to get on there. Yeah. Okay. So another three months. But, yeah, that could probably use repair. I mean, I didn't see any problem with it, but I, I know what they're talking about. Um, it's the actual little bridge. Mm-hmm. And then you go up over to that white, sure. famous-looking yes. thing from the, that they've taken all the pictures of, which is actually on the opposite side that you come to it. Hmm. So all the pictures you see are usually from the opposite side you come to the memorial because the loading dock is on that side. Right, and right, right. obviously less... Aesthetically pleasing. Sure, sure. Yeah. All right. Well, um, and then, of course, this week they laid to rest uh, President George H.W. Bush, president, uh, our 41st president, and he was a combat veteran of World War II, last president of the United States that will ever have been a veteran of World War II because of age. Yeah, I read an article the other day about how our country is only four presidents' lives old. Um, uh, now I guess we start our fifth because basically George Washington, I can't remember the four presidents. Um, George HW Bush was the fourth and Washington obviously is the first, but I think it might've been Taft or Polk, uh, is in there, but pretty much in other words, Washington's life to, to the second president's life. So four generations. Right. So by the time the Old. Washington passed away, you're on the fifth or sixth president. And then that one, if you lived a long time, you had, mm-hmm. you know, five or six presidents later. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Four, four presidential lifespans. Yeah. Which is not that old if you think yeah. about it, but again, our, our country. I guess it shows you how much of an impact uh, one person could make, though, as president of the United States. It's true. It's so. true. And right now, I think we have four living presidents. I think uh, Carter. Oh yeah, that's Clinton. right. Clinton. That's right. Car- Carter's still alive. George W. Bush. Yep. Barack so Obama. Five. And, and then Trump. of course Trump is yeah. our first. There's five. Yeah. I had forgotten about Carter because yeah. actually he's uh he's, Reagan and George H. W. Bush and uh have both already passed on. Yes. Yeah. And um Yeah. So yeah. I it's, love the pictures of Bob Dole the other day. Yeah, yeah that he was very got moving. Up out of his wheelchair. Yeah. I read a book by wheelchair. him once. It was like a World War Two. Uh, it was his World yes, War II. Yes, he was story. also yeah. a World War yeah. II. That was yeah. a, it. Was a really good story to read. Uh, his his um, it's like yeah. a biography. A lot of these guys were really heroes. And he's uh, from Kansas as well, isn't he? He is. Yeah, yeah. 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 He was he was uh, senator from Kansas when I was growing up in Missouri. And um, George H. W. Bush was my commander in chief. He was everyone's commander in chief. Yeah. that was alive, but he was my commander in chief when I joined the United States Air Force in 1990. He was halfway through his mm-hmm. through Term. his presidency when uh, Desert Shield and Desert Storm started up, and uh, he was, you know, he handled that very well. Yep. And uh, I think most I know time kind of glosses over the parts that might be negative, and uh, sometimes there's a little bit of a, you know, An afterglow. He, exactly. So, but the truth is, um, fond memories of him as a commander in chief, and really a. I think if you talk to people that are veterans of late 80s, early 90s, military-wise, 
they would say he was a good commander in chief. Very positive time. It was really the resurgence of the United States military. Hmm. The United States military had went through a lull, I believe. This well, it is my hadn't own. been used. Yeah, it was a peacetime in force that way for a while, um, and they had in the in the uh, late '80s started to kind of try to really rebuild and and uh, kind of rediscipline and marshal yep. their resources. And then this happened, and George H. W. Bush really brought a pride uh, to to the uh, active duty and reserves. And so, and then it just grew, it exploded, it, it became a um, honorable profession again, and things like that. So. Some very famous people from that era too: Schwarzkopf and oh, Colin yes. Powell. Yes. And- some uh, great, well-known oh, military yes. leaders. Yeah. Storm and Norman Schwarzkopf yeah. single-handedly brought back, you know, that that uh, rough and rugged hero, real-world hero type uh, yeah. character. And then, of course, Colin Powell, the the brilliant military leader. Uh, between the two of them, everyone just really had a admiration. So shock and awe. He brought. Oh yeah, a shock and awe. Yep, thing, and it, and that worked very well for yep. us. Uh, yep. We the the war was over so quick. I thought I was going to the Middle East. Yeah, but the war was over before I was done with training, so they sent me to Japan. But they had told us to expect to go. They just never expected it to be over so quickly. So, yep. anyway, you know, we just had delivered to us these ice cold drinks from the hub, and so every week I like to just bring up that this segment is brought to us by the Hebrews Worldwide Coffee Shop, The Hub. It's Hebrews Uniform and Books. Really not too many books, but we don't want to call it The Huh. Yeah, you know, The so Who. It's, yeah, it's, it's The Who. Yeah. I mean, we'll come up with another one. Mm-hmm. I like anyway, Hebrews. It's, yeah, it's Hebrews. It's, yeah. it's where we get our coffee drinks every week for you listening at home. Every week they deliver some free drinks to us. We describe, we don't know what we're drinking. But we have a pretty good guess, and we try to describe those to you in a way that you'll want to go and get it next time you get to go by there. They're open every day, 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Monday through Friday, and uh, really good stuff. And so we're all drinking iced cold drinks. Sebastian, why don't we start with yours? Yes, mine is an iced cold drink, and uh, it's a see-through cup. Uh, it's It looks it has the consistency of water. It looks like watery, but just a little cloudy. Little cloudy on the inside. Is there a, a straw leading to a giant chicken flying over? <laughs> yes, uh, like Lawrence, last you week? missed a legendary uh, uh, portrayal of my drink last week. But uh, <laughs> no straws going up to the clouds this time with flying chickens. Um, this this tastes pretty sweet and uh, has a slight kick to it. It's like you know one of those Italian sodas, but um, it's, it's like a coconut flavor. I feel so. Uh, mm. Uh, no crazy examples today, but that, that's the best I can s- describe it right now. All right. Okay. All right. So what would you call the drink? Yeah, what it's like name? a coconut... Um, coconut fruit splash or something, maybe? Yeah. What was that you said, Lawrence? Pina colada. Yeah. Pina colada, so a pineapple coconut. Yeah, that's what yeah, it is. Kind of like pineapple? that cake. Kind of like that cake. I, I, I think there is a, a slight hint of oh, something else. Okay, I just couldn't put gotcha. my finger on it, and then Lawrence kind of... Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> okay. All right. I I don't... I, I when I tasted this, I didn't know what it was, but I immediately thought to myself, "Whatever this is, I've got to order this again because this is like that's a really a, good, that's that's high refreshing praise. drink yes. that I don't believe I have had before." Chris, do you remember when we first started doing this a couple of years ago? And and I I <laughs> used the term ago. 
nonplussed because every time we get a drink, you'd be like, "Yeah, it's all right." Now you're totally into it. You're like, "I'd order that again." I just remember the first delightful. three months he was on the show, he'd have probably guessed that that was a mocha. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he was like, "I never drink fancy drinks. I give yeah. me give me some mediocre like, coffee well, in a dirty it's cup. It's a clear cup with red in it. I think that's it's right. a mocha." Yeah, back back in Alaska, we we just drink sock water. Okay, hey, look, it's it's this is when when I used to go hunting, we would make coffee in a frying pan. Oh, there you see go. what I there now. So, the, the fact that you even called it a frying pan. A frying pan. So, but now you're all into it, and you'd order this again. Yeah. Uh, it's, <laughs> this is. He's less excited now that you not, made a big yeah. deal about it. Yeah. I didn't mean way, to draw attention way, to way it. Forget that, that I said it. <laughs> Never it, again. It's, it's a. I'll tell you the thing about it. It's not a real sweet drink. It's got a hint of sweetness, but then there's a tartness to it that I like. It makes it kind of. You know, like you're not buying a super sweet drink, you know? Okay. Um, so maybe a citrusy, maybe? It's a citrusy kind of a drink, and I, I don't know what the taste is. It could be strawberry calamansi. He it, is the drink I, whisperer. I, I'll tell you what. It's got the, about the color. If you if you said strawberry calamansi, I would think that color. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's got the color yep. of maybe a strawberry. Because yours is brighter Mine's than brighter. That. Mine's watermelon. And Yeah, watermelon. That's right. Okay. <laughs> so this, yeah, because it's got that. You can see when you see the color yes. and they tell you what it is, you're right. like, ah. Yeah, it makes sense. It's right. that color. Yep. Well, this could be strawberry calamansi. Or raspberry. But it's got a good balance between the sweetness and the tartness. Okay. And that's why it's, it's good. It's probably Which are all good free. drinks. So it's it's not yeah so that's that's probably the best that's the best combination of both yeah so. it's good all right I was so hoping it was cranberry then I'm like I don't think they have cranberry syrup down there no I, I no. and yeah that I don't would know be if they'd so use a whole though. lot of that but it would yeah, be that'd like, be tart like cranberry juice type thing okay so Lawrence what's uh, yours? I think mine's like a sugar free watermelon something um, maybe watermelon strawberry okay I don't extra know. sweet. No, sugar free. Yeah, but with watermelon and strawberry, isn't would that be extra sweet? Probably. Or? I don't know if they're both sugar free. Maybe it's one is and one is not. Okay. Because it, it's it's not totally no sugar, but I'm not knocked over with sweetness. Okay. And these things could be very sweet if they're not sure sugar free. So yeah, right. that's my thought. And I think I have mine's an iced tea with um it's a hmm. peach. It's either peach or mango. You know, those are very similar. They are. They, they are when profile. you don't know what you're tasting. Like, This is a very fruit-forward drink. The tea is in the background, <laughs> and the fruit is in the foreground. Fruit-forward. Mm-hmm. It's oh, a very fruit-forward drink. Hey, let's do the big reveal. That's, That's what everyone's waiting for. Yeah, yeah everybody's like, profile. shut up. Strawberry kiwi. Fruit splash. Yikes. Mango oh, iced tea for me. Yep, you which, nailed that. You know, I should have went with the coconut pineapple fruit splash. Yep. Nailed that. Yeah. Raspberry. Oh, yeah. Raspberry. I said raspberry. raspberry at the end. Well, it's good. Raspberry, I would have not totally guessed raspberry because I thought they just, I thought they always said raspberry and blue so you don't get it confused with something else. But apparently they don't. I'll tell you But what, raspberry does have a, a tartness to it. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it can. It's, it's, it's Probably good. one of the tartest, besides blackberry, one of the yep. tartiest berries. Yep. Tartiest? <laughs> yeah. That's that. That that's means that. they're it's By the light. way, while in the States, Party. my Thanksgiving... I was going to explain a few things like this, but uh, are you going to break? Or are you? Are no, we no. Take take time. No, you got. I, you have um, the floor. I, I uh, so yeah. I just got back from two and a half weeks. I'll keep things short. But um, some of the highlights of my trip were um, was where I was. What I was talking about here a second ago. Went and bought some uh, some of that gelato. They have it here on island, but it's like eight dollars, and in the states it's three. 
Um, it Talenti, I think it is. Oh yes, those are extremely good. good. And I got the blueberry crumble. Oh, and then I got raspberries and blackberries. Oh, which were also extremely cheap. Yeah, yeah, and they're in and season. So I put those in the ice cream, and that was my my personal Thanksgiving dinner because um, I went for medical and had surgery the day before Thanksgiving, and the uh, I was staying with my brother and sister in law, and they went to Palm Springs for three and a half days, four days, right after I got out of the hospital. They left that night. And so I basically just slept and stayed at their house. And so the Thanksgiving day, I didn't wake up until about four in the afternoon and then went to the store. It was amazing about how many people were in the grocery store at five o'clock on, on Thanksgiving day. But I just kind of wandered around and got myself my own little Thanksgiving dinner, and that was my dessert. So I was pretty pretty wow. pleased with myself. It wasn't pumpkin pie or pecan pie or custard pie. But it was pretty good. It sounds good. So that was that was Thanksgiving. The other exciting part was the uh, car chase that happened through the entire downtown. Last about an hour and a half. Uh, so I watched that on TV, and they had a chopper. Like they were telling you where they were going. So then we pop open the door, and and you could hear the chopper and the police cars really out there. They didn't come by right by the street we were on, but you could kind of hear them right out, maybe two three blocks down. Uh, and the guy they ended up putting spike strips down when he got bottlenecked into this little um, market area that was just a one-way street. And then maybe half hour after the spike strips, they didn't take a ton of air out. I don't know if he hit them all. Uh, he ended up wiping out into a bus stop and um, got out, ran down the street, tried to open up a couple other cars. All of them were locked. And so then these policemen just converged, got out of their car, and basically dogpiled him in the middle oh, of the street. There's actually two of them in the car. So they caught both of them. So that was exciting. Uh, those don't happen as often as you'd think. No, no, um, definitely not. So an hour and a half car chase uh, from an armed robbery. And he was armed. And that was the other thing that had the police a little bit yeah, um, right, right. cautious. Yeah. Because uh, you don't want to ram him with an SUV and then he's scared and starts firing. So right, right. they did the right thing, at least from what I know uh, of what they're supposed to do. And um, so they both were caught. And um, and then I went into Narita uh, on on my way through yeah, Japan. Yeah, that's fun. I like yeah, it Yeah, that was fun. Took a little walk. Um, There's some Narita. good ramen out there yeah. and some other things. Yeah. So outside of that, uh, extremely happy to be back. And, um, and L.A. is a very different city than uh, what I thought. I, th- I thought it was more like New York. And uh, wow. it, it, is, it is about, besides maybe the fact that it is a big city, it's about as different as as it's it's like New York flipped on its side, like instead of going really? up, it's just LA is so wide. You just keep yeah. driving it's and just, driving. Yeah, it's just. I've forever. heard the traffic is ridiculous. It was there. it was horrendous. I, I uh, it was a half an hour trip turned into two and a half hours to go about. Anytime you'd you'd map something uh, on your like, it would be three miles, thirty four minutes. Did you take Uber <laughs> a lot? A Lyft. Okay, yeah, Lyft. everywhere. Pretty much every day I took Lyft. And then it seems like it wouldn't be as profitable for the driver if you had to do like, because if you're going by, do you go by mile or time? Or? Um, it, it depends. Usually it's by distance. Okay. But then it, they can add little change for time. Okay. So they'll give you price for distance. And then if it ticks up, um, I don't really know what happens. They don't charge you more. Maybe they just have it all map quested is not map quested. That's old school. Maybe they have it all like mapped out with time and they adjust for that. But, um, but yeah, I took that, rented the car for a week, uh, and then I took the subway a lot, the metro a lot. Yeah. Yep. So between those three things, um, you can get around pretty good. Yeah. But it is a, an expansive city. Um, 
east and west, not necessarily height-wise. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah, it, it doesn't different. sound like my kind of city, honestly. No, it, it's just, yeah. I'm a Midwesterner, though, so it's and, and, and been on the islands for a long time, so those are two areas that I'll say have this. nothing I'll in say common this. with my that. opinion, I, I, I prefer New York more Yeah. Um, between yeah. the two, and maybe that's because it's closer to where I grew up and what I'm familiar with. I didn't. I didn't dislike the city at all. I, I thought it was fun, but um, between the two big cities, I, I'd also still pick Chicago more. Not the airport. Uh, that's yeah. probably my least favorite airport. Yeah. But um, but I like those with the with the large downtown, tall city scraper yeah. kind of things. Yep. You can cool. walk in New yeah. York City. You yeah. can. Blocks. They just put you somewhere, and you can you can just walk yeah. to places. You can it's find amazing. your way around, or you can easily. take the subway. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Well, welcome back. Glad yeah, you're back. Good to be back. Hey, uh, as we go to break here, give us the one-minute rundown on the concert for tonight. Um, this is a high school Christmas concert with choirs, orchestra, symphony, and band. Uh, so we have uh, basically our top music students in the school, like you were saying a little bit earlier, uh, performing. And there will be some solo slash duet numbers, uh, which is sort of unique. And uh, I know for uh, the choir has been working awfully hard on um, on their pieces, so Mr. Vallejo and his group has put a ton of time in, and so really it'll be probably simply because it's Christmas and a combination of the high school, um, it, it'll be a, probably one of the best concerts of the year um, for for right now. Obviously, yeah. we'll have some more down the road, but uh, it'll be awesome tonight. Awesome, so, seven p.m. Seven o'clock. Yep. Harvest Baptist Church Auditorium, Harvest Christian Academy Auditorium, and uh, we'd love to see you there. It's free. And it will be amazing. Thank you very much, Lawrence, for stopping by today. I know you're a busy man and got a lot to do, but glad you could see us today. And uh, Chris and Sebastian, thanks for being here today, too, as well, guys. Yep, of course. All right. And listeners, thanks for sticking around as well. We're going to take a short break when we come back. A little more Live Till 5, talking about some Christmas trivia. And I want to talk about fudge. Did you ever have fudge, or do you have fudge at Christmas? I know uh, my grandmother used to receive fudge from all of the ladies that she did. She was a beautician, and she would get tins of fudge, and then she would share that with me, and I became a fudge addict. And so I want to talk about fudge a little bit uh, after this short break. back with a little more live till five i'm your host jared baldwin 4 36 p.m on this friday december 7th episode 293 of live till five glad to have you with us let me remind you that if you ever miss part of the show there's two options for you option one listen to one of the rebroadcasts saturday from noon to two Sunday nights from 7 to 9 p.m you can catch us on the rebound when we rebroadcast all two hours of the show all of it just for your listening pleasure. You can listen online through khmg.org, or you can listen on the radio, of course, or you can download an app to your phone or your tablet and listen. So that's one way. Option two, download the podcast. A few hours after the show, usually, 
on the average week, we're able to get the podcast uploaded to the website. And we'll usually also put a link on social media so you know it's there. And you can download the podcast and listen to it at your leisure. And while you're at it, check out our other podcast. Harvest Family Radio produces a lot of good content. And it's all available through our website, khmg.org. Let us know you're listening through our Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Look for us. Follow us. You'll get updates. It's great. We're also on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, you can find us and follow us, and you'll get all the little little things that we put out there to try and stay connected to you. When you see something good on one of our social media outlets, we appreciate it when you share it. Not only just like it, but share it. Just hit share. Share and then public. Just share it. It's great. It spreads the word about what we're doing here. And if it's good for you, it's probably good for someone else. And so we do appreciate all of that. You can always send us an email through our website under the contact button there. You can stop by the studios here between 8 and 3, Monday through Friday, and meet Chris and Sebastian, those that work up here, Deb, myself. If you're here on Friday afternoons, we'd love to meet you and see you. You can always submit content as well. Send us a private message or an email with an idea or suggestion for the show, and we'd appreciate it. I want to talk a little bit about some Christmas trivia, then talk about fudge, because you know what? Tis the season. If you were in the month of June and someone said, hey, I want to talk about fudge on the radio, people would be like, oh, you've got a, a serious you know, eating problem. But then if you want to talk about it in December, like, ooh, yes, please. Here's some Christmas trivia. The famous Christmas song, Let It Snow, never mentions Christmas. Mind blown. Uh, Before the invention of electric Christmas lights, people lit candles and put them on their tree. Sounds dangerous. Each Christmas, a building in California is topped with a red bow that is as wide as a tennis court. Uh, Mistletoe. There are 1,300 species of mistletoe. I don't know if I've ever even seen one alive in the wild. In Brazil, families decorate pine trees with little pieces of cotton to represent falling snow. The average person spends a total of about 19 hours Christmas shopping each year. The world's largest gingerbread house was a two-story home made with 1,800 pounds of butter, 3,000 pounds of sugar, 7,200 eggs, and 22,000 pieces of candy. Uh, Let's see here. Scientists at the North Pole work on a floating research station. Uh, Let's see here. Factories in Shijiao, China, recycle discarded Christmas lights into slipper soles, so like for Zoris. Jingle Bells was the first Christmas carol played in space. I'll finish with a few here. Uh, The 12 days of Christmas actually come after Christmas. In medieval times, holiday revelers feasted on stuffed peacocks and boar meat. And uh, let's see here. Towns in the United States that have names that are holiday names. There's Eggnog, Utah, Silver Bell, Arizona, North Pole, Alaska, Jolly, Texas, Santa Claus, Georgia, Mistletoe, Kentucky, and Christmas, Michigan. And Christmas, Michigan is in the UP, which that's way up there. All right, let's talk a little bit about fudge. When I was a kid, my grandma Mary, she had a beauty shop, Mary's Beauty Shop. And uh, once she closed her 
main location, she moved the beauty shop into the back part of her house and operated out of her home. And she had the the hair drying chairs and the sink and everything. And she retained her most loyal, you know, somewhat elderly customers. I affectionately called them my whole life the blue-haired little old ladies. Now, I don't know how old they were, and now that I'm 46, they were probably all like 45. But at the time, they seemed older, and they all had a blue tint to their hair. So the blue-haired little old ladies and I would sit in my grandma's beauty shop and chit-chat. And I'm a people person, especially was back then, and they just, you know, loved, you know, visiting while they were getting their hair done. And at Christmas, inevitably, I would end up with little tins, you know, a tin, like it's like a tin, usually other cookies or something come in it, and then when you're done, like those Danish butter cookies or whatever, they'll recycle it and use it for giving something else. And so I'd get tins of fudge. It'd be wax paper, then pieces of fudge, wax paper, pieces of fudge, or divinity. Maybe we'll talk about divinity next week, but fudge or divinity, sometimes homemade peanut brittle as well. Uh, different ladies made different things. They were kind of specialists. So there was the divinity, blue-haired little old lady. There was the peanut brittle, blue-haired little old lady. And then there were the fudge ladies. Um, one did peanut butter fudge. One did the white fudge. And then one did the dark chocolate fudge. It was all very good. But it's the kind that it's so rich, you can only eat one bite, you know, and then you have to kind of take a break. And that was back before my coffee days so I didn't have coffee to go with it to offset it but uh, let's see here back in the late 17th century this is according to mental floss fudge was a verb meaning to fit together or adjust clumsily then around 1800 the word was used to mean a hoax or a cheat by mid-century of the 1800s um, it, it became basically it, that's exactly what they were they were talking about but then basically uh, the first batch of fudge was a mistake of caramel being made and things like that. And so that's where the name fudge came from. The earliest origin story of fudge uh, goes back to uh, Hartridge, former Vassar student who uh, made the treat for her class. And, this, and then she started selling it to other students at, in Baltimore there at her college. And that's where fudge kind of really took off. And the treat became so wildly popular at Vassar. Two years after discovering fudge, Battersby Hatridge got a hold of a recipe and made 30 pounds for the Vassar Senior Auction. In Vassar, the Alumni Quarterly, they claimed the sweet became the, so favored that the students would make it in the middle of the night, dangerously diverting the gas from their lamps for the task. Uh, it still took a while. For big companies to want to produce fudge, um, there were no companies that are known of in the late 1800s making fudge. Uh, the original idea probably came from Scotland. The world's record for the largest fudge was 5,760-pound behemoth of fudge, according to this article here. Uh, let's see here. Fudge and fondant are actually quite the same. Fudge is basically a dry version of fondant. Another mind-blowing fact that I did not know. Of course, the tiny island in Michigan that considers itself the fudge capital of the world is where? Yes, Mackinac, Mackinac. 
And the oldest candy shop on the island, Murdick's Candy Kitchen, opened in 1887, while May's Candy claims to be the oldest fudge shop there. Mackinac Island cranks out over 10,000 pounds of fudge daily during the peak season. Mamie Eisenhower was a huge fudge fan, for former first lady. Mamie's Million Dollar Fudge, which her husband Ike quite liked, had uh, chopped nuts and marshmallow cream. Hot Fudge Sunday, of course. Uh, the shop had been open in 1906, closed after 90 years there. Uh, let's see here. Number of other things, but anyway. At one point, you could buy a lifetime supply of fudge. That's interesting. Three pounds a month. You pay $2,250 up front, and you could have three pounds of fudge a month for the rest of your life. And here's here's a final fact, then we're going to take another break. Fudge can keep for a long time. Airtight packages of the confection can be frozen and stored up to a year without losing any flavor, which means you can feel free to give it, give into temptation, buy a larger chunk of fudge while on vacation this year, or so subscribe for a lifetime supply, and then put it away for a while. So there you go. That's That's the story on fudge. Let's take a short break. When we come back... A little bit of news with Chris Harper, and we're going to wrap up the hour as well. You're listening to Live Till 5, episode 293 on this Friday, December 7th. Merry Christmas, everyone. It's 4.46 p.m. Back after this. back with a little more live till five chris and i are here in studio for this last few minutes of the show and i want chris to bring a little news today so chris what's happening in the news out there well several things we've touched on often here on live till five the foreign ministers of china north korea have met in beijing amid a lack of progress in efforts to persuade kim jong-un's regime to halt its nuclear weapons program we've talked about that a lot here oh yeah Riyong Ho held talks Friday with his Chinese counterpart, Wang Yi, but details of the discussions have not been released. China is North Korea's most important ally, but has agreed to United Nations economic sanctions over its nuclear weapons and ballistic missiles program. Ri is also expecting to be briefed on discussions last week between Chinese President Xi Jinping and U.S. President Donald Trump, who recently said... His next meeting with Kim would likely happen in either January or February. In other international news, with his inauguration just weeks away, Brazilian president-elect Jair Bolsonaro is assembling a cabinet of ministers with starkly different views on key issues like climate change, the economy, and China that are raising questions about the direction of what they're calling his far-right leadership and where he will take America's large, uh, Latin America's largest nation, I should say. Since being elected in October, Bolsonaro has appointed a finance minister schooled in neoliberal economics, 
a foreign minister who describes globalization as, quote, an anti-human and anti-Christian system, unquote. Supporters and critics of China's role in the region, several retired military generals, and a justice minister who is arguably the world's most renowned corruption fighter. Now, analysts say that this eclectic choice of ministers by this former army captain who takes office January 1st portend clashes not only within his own cabinet, but possibly with Bolsonaro himself, since many of the views expressed are directly at odds with many of his campaign promises. Hmm. We have some missionary friends in Brazil who... um, have been concerned for many years about the direction of politics in Brazil, and this is uh, among the continuing concerns. Wow. Uh, A call for sanctions on Myanmar is the headline here. The United States Commission on International Religious Freedom is urging the international community to punish the Asian nation for abusing both Christians and Rohingya Muslims. The The USCIRF has released a statement saying the U.S. government and other international actors have various tools at their disposal, among them targeted sanctions that they say can and should be continued, uh, continue to be used to use and bring to justice the perpetrators of this continuing ongoing persecution in Myanmar. Yeah. We've talked about that. You've talked about we have. it on, on it's one, it's one of the well. toughest places. It's in the top 50 places on the planet where it's just difficult to practice your faith as a Christian. Right. And uh, they've gone through major upheaval over the years, and we know it, it has opened the door uh, in some ways for the gospel, whereas before it, you had to really work underground. Now there's a lot more opportunity, but still a lot of persecuted peoples within the country, a lot of uh, racial racial discrimination and religious persecution throughout the country. So, Pastor Gary, his first trip when I met him here, was talking about on our Harvest Time broadcast all about his work and, and the work that of the organization he was with in Myanmar. So some good things going on there, too, uh, Bibles and, and uh, Yeah, Bibles International has a translation yeah. center there and a guest house and things like that yeah. that they're able to use for uh, all the different language groups in that area. So, yep. All right, Chris, well, uh, before I let you go, what are you going to do this weekend? Well, we have tomorrow we have our big Christmas party for Harvest employees, Harvest staff. and so we're 164 gonna... people, including spouses. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to be at that. And uh, I don't know that I'll do much tomorrow morning. And then teaching on Sunday morning, so I'll be – got to work on my lesson for Sunday morning. What are you Sunday teaching morning. on? Um uh, Spiritual vitality in the Psalms. So I thought I, I have four more lessons to teach, but I've only got two more weeks. Oh boy! So I got to figure it out because I've got to I've got to fit three lessons and a review all into my last two uh, Sunday school uh, ABF sure. times. Nine thirty a.m. in the church auditorium. Nine right? thirty a.m. the church. Everyone's auditorium. invited. Yeah. And uh, and then on Sunday evening we have uh, watch care. That's right. So I'm planning for watch care. I got a full weekend. Yeah, yeah. I can see why you said you're not going to do much tomorrow morning because by not doing much, you're going to actually just be preparing for all the things that you officially have to do. So, right, right. Yeah. Right. Excellent. Excellent. All right. And uh, yep. next week, as a little uh, a little preview into next week, we're going to have your son Stephen yep. along with Troy. 
who's been on the show a couple times as well, both up here as guest wingmen. They're really wing boys. Wing boys. Wing youth, wing boys. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll come up maybe with a more clever name eventually, but <laughs> uh, for now, wing boys next week, Stephen and Troy. So we're looking forward to that as well. Sounds good. All right. Have a great weekend, Chris. I'll see you at the staff Christmas party, so that'll be great. And listeners, if you ever want to attend a great Sunday school class, a Bible lesson type class, and you've been listening to Chris Harper in the afternoons on the Take Note program here on KHMG 88.1. You could come and attend his Bible class on Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. in the Harvest Baptist Church Auditorium, 9.30. You can stop by the coffee shop at 9.15, get a free cup of coffee there, and then head over to the auditorium and sit in on his class, and we'd love to have you. If you don't have a church home, of course, we would love to have you visit us here at Harvest Baptist Church. Sunday mornings, 9.30 a.m. are our classes, and those are open to anyone that wants to come. It's usually a smaller group setting than church. It's it's a Bible class, guided study, all different uh, types of topics and, and passages and teachers. But if you're interested in that, just come at 9.30. We'll point you in the right direction, get you plugged into one of those. 10.30 a.m. morning worship service. And uh, we would love to have you. A lot of Christmas music this time of year, which is a blessing. The auditorium's decorated beautifully. You can come and worship with us. And check us out. If you already have a church home, a place that preaches the Bible and teaches God's Word, be faithful to that. This is this is a great time of year to be inviting family and friends and neighbors and uh, people you bump into throughout the week to church with you. Because people just seem to be just a little more willing to talk about Jesus Christ this time of year. And so let's capitalize on that. And then Sunday evening here at Harvest Baptist Church, we don't have a regular service this week because instead we're having our watch care groups, which is breaking our whole church down into smaller groups. And that's really about it for Live Till 5, episode 293 on Friday, December 7th. Thank you for staying tuned. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. It's going to be a great weekend. You're listening to Live Till 5 here on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata Guam. Merry Christmas.